You're listening to Good Morning with Ashley, where we will journey through finding the good in life's transitions. And thank you so much for joining me uh, for another episode of the Good Morning Podcast. If you are watching via YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe. If you're listening on any of our streaming outlets, make sure you download this episode and share it with somebody. And of course, you can always visit www.ashleypopeonline.com to get any content as it relates to the Good Morning Podcast. Guys, we finally made it back to episode or part two of So You Think You're Ready Today. And of course, I had to bring back my good people because y'all asked. Y'all really did. Y'all was like, hey, can we get a part two? So I brought them back. So of course, I have my girl Amber here with me. Hello. The lovely. Then I have Pastor Leon McDonald, but he's not a uh, pastor on my podcast. Of course, he knows this. The third, because remember, he has to have that three. And then we have Dwayne. Don't forget the Jay Logwood, Pastor Logwood. He's also not a pastor on my podcast, but he is here. Thank you all so much for joining me. Listen, this schedules, everybody's schedule is crazy nuts. When we finally did get the schedule together, the power went out because of a crazy storm. So now we're here. We're here. Yeah, we're here. And we're ready. And we're ready. I don't know about ready, but we're here. (laughs) (laughs) We are here. And so uh, this, this time, well, the first time we did this episode, I did let them know of the questions. Um, this time, I decided not to do that because, because I can't. Is that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we're hey. in the hot seat. Yeah, so they're in the hot seat today, and so we have some pretty good questions. Some questions that you all asked. So I did a poll on Facebook. Um, I also did some anonymous um, questions on Instagram as well. So I have your questions, and we are going to address them mm. today. Okay. All right. Somebody start praying right I, now. You know, Pray hey. right at this moment. So, <laughs> you know, as a disclaimer, listen, it may not be what you think all the time, you know, whatever. But listen, it's going to be a good episode and we're going to have some fun. Okay. Let's, do Let's just come out the gate. <sighs> this was one of the questions that I loved. And we want to know from a male's perspective, and then I'm going to counter. Uh-oh. I'm going to counter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to counter with the woman's perspective, but. Um, some ladies want to know, are men really okay with women shooting their shot? You looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Here we go. Here we go. No, so I guess I will, I, will, I will make a statement there. Okay, please. Right. I believe, you know, in scripture, where everyone likes to quote, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. I believe that. Yes. I understand the whole yes. concept. Yes, I love how you're projecting in the mic, too. That Thank being you. said, <laughs> I don't believe that sometimes females understand the power of their desire. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's all just based off of the man's perspective. So I believe that there's a way that a female can express interest or express desire and still be respected. Absolutely. And so I think it's, it can be... To me, it's like if the shot is open, take it. Whoever person, whatever person, male. I don't think it's gender related. Mm-hmm. I just think it's who sees an opportunity. So if that that being said, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Now, you of course you still want to, you know, be respected. You want to be a lady. You want to do things in a way where you're still being pursued. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, 
if there's a desire, it's like I would say to a female, if you saw a sale, you wouldn't wait on somebody to go get it for you. Absolutely not. You know, you'd be like, let me get two of them. Yes. <laughs> you know, so at the same time, I believe in relationships, we can still have gender roles. We can still be able to be traditional. But I would say I don't, from a male perspective, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I would say shoot your, shoot your shot <laughs> in a way that allows the other person to know that you are available. It's not too overbearing, but just enough for him to say to spark an interest and say, I'll go ahead and pursue it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's just not all all in, mm-hmm. but just enough. So he'd be like, okay, I think she's interested. Okay. And give that man an opportunity to say, let me go get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I add one thing, it's like, you still have to have bait to catch a fish. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are wondering why there's no fish on their hook. And it's like, you never gave them bait to go, to go get hooked too. I see. So, like, there can be a level of interest or desire that baits the fish to want to be on your hook. Exactly. And the whole thing is, like, women want to be found, especially church, church women. Oh. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Church women. Faith yeah. from the yes. Lord. Um, so the whole thing is they want to be caught, but they're not in a position to be caught. Yeah. You know, how you going to get caught? You in the house. You never know where to be found. <laughs> <laughs> he going to break I'm in. Looking. Right. Yeah. I'm looking for, I can't, my man to find me, you right. know, whatever. But you ain't nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. And when you come out to be found, you don't look like you want to be found. Oh. <laughs> oh my. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello. Okay. So you have to be in position to be found. Yeah. My you will never be found out of position. So if you're, if you're in a place where you're ready to, for someone to find you, you have to be in position to be found. Mm. If you are in position and you're ready to be found, he will find you. Okay, Pastor. Okay. Come on. I almost gave him off. He might be like, all right today. Cash app is uh, John <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. Okay, so and to counter, you know, act on this question, and I'm going to answer it as well. As a woman, are you comfortable with shooting your shot? So, like, I know, you know, we know that you're dating. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, like, had you ever been comfortable shooting your shot? I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, My mom and my aunts, actually, they're, they were like, you got to go get what you want. And you got to say something. And you got to, you know, you got to make yourself available. And I was just like, no, sis, I'm not doing that. And I realized it's just, it's this generation. Because back in the day... They was like, hey, I'm going home with you after the basement <laughs> yeah. parties and all of that. Yeah. But um, it's the whole thirsty thing. It's the don't want to seem desperate thing. Right. And it's not that. Like, I agree with both of them. Um, You do have to, you know, show some sort of interest, whether that's, hey, or give a, give them a compliment back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. Right. You know, right. so um, I, I had a hard time doing that, but... I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I Not agree. Yeah, I same sentiments. I have never, you know, took a shot. Um, <laughs> but I do think that it's okay to let somebody know that you're interested. So yeah. if he, you know, approaches you where he just says, oh, you look pretty today. Mm-hmm. And not every, you know, compliment is a guy saying or yeah, showing yeah. interest. Some people are just really complimenting you. Yeah, so you have yes. to be able to know that as well. Everybody that say you look cute ain't trying to, right. you know, yeah. be your man, you know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think that there's a way that a man lets a woman know that he's interested. And there's a way for a woman to let him know back that she's also interested. But as far as like just 
he hasn't said anything and you just going in and saying, hey, I think you're handsome and I would love to get to know you better. I don't know if I will ever be that woman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think I would ever be that that bold. But Um, why? I think for me it's more of a um, pride, pride, but also that being sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I agree, you know, yeah, the, the, the church world teaches us that a man that finds a wife mm-hmm. finds good. And, and that's true. Yeah. But every, when he meets you, you are not his wife when that. he meets you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get that as well. But my whole thing is, I think that a man knows what he wants and when he wants it, he'll come and get it. So if he ain't coming to get it, he probably don't want it. Yeah. And I think that, um, there's a way for a woman to let a man know that she's available even, or just letting men know that she's single, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just I'm open, I'm available, I'm single, whatever, but not necessarily like putting yourself on blast. Like I really want to go on a date. Who take me on a date? Yeah. I wish I had these flowers. Who going to buy them? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that there is a way to, like you said, be gentle and letting them know that, you know, you're open, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and versus just being hard and cold. And like you said, being sought after is another thing because how, how I'm going to find you at the house. Right. You know, so you do have to put yourself out there a little bit, but not in a way where you seem to be desperate yeah. or, you yeah. know, it being ridiculous. Men don't like desperate. Yeah, I, I'm aware. Yeah. No, yeah. don't like desperate. What women, desperate women don't look like, though? Yeah. What, what does that look like? I'm sorry. Am I no, it's fine. Okay. I love dialogue. So, yes. What does desperate look like to a man? That's a great question. Um, if you did shoot your shot. And you didn't get a response. Oh my god! And then you shot it again. You keep shooting. You keep you shooting air balls. <laughs> you at the free throw yeah, line, yeah. like air balls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like or or if he's you know, Kurt, you know, really directing Kurt short, which you know what I'm saying that's he's probably probably not interested. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying that you know we get this a lot in the inboxes. This past. <laughs> You know, one, one, one lady said she wanted to babysit my daughters. Wow. wow. I'll, I'll, babysit, oh, I'll babysit. Oh, they're so beautiful. I'll babysit them. I'm like, I don't even know you. That's <laughs> we can swap. We can swap. I got a son. And they, wait a minute. Wow. <laughs> that's ma'am, a lot. Ma'am, that's a whole yeah. lot. That's a lot. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And I would say, too, though, desperate to me is you need me to be you. I think it's powerful for a person to have self-sufficiency and independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's trying to go half to be one. Mm-hmm. No, I need you to be a one. Mm. You got you got to be complete. You got to be whole when I already meet you. So when you are insufficient and dependent, there's a difference between we can be interdependent. That means we can bring our whole pieces together yeah. and connect to make something that can have a multiplicative right. effect. Mm-hmm. But... When you have to have me for you to eat, to accomplish every dream you have, yeah. to accomplish every the ministry and the purpose and the assignments and the goals for your life, then what you're looking for is a sponsor, not a partner. Ooh. Why you got time? No go. sponsors on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like this. I like where this is going because desperation is a turnoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask that what are some major turnoffs for men and I'm going to ask that question where we're going to talk about turnoffs for women but what is what would you say your top 2 turnoffs are for women You want to go first? Number 1 for me is needy. That's a turnoff for me. Okay. Like over the top needy. Okay. You know, that's that's a turnoff. 
like calling you every second. Can you? Can you? Can you? Needy. That. Yeah, it's it, levels to needy. It's, yeah, it's it is it's, overall like needy that got to be on the phone all the time. Okay. Need something all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, like you talking about being self sufficient. Yeah. You know that, that's a that's a turn off and. Can you speak up a little and bit? And one that don't, does not know who she is. Okay. You know, you got to have, have someone who's confident in who they are. Absolutely. You know, outside of you. You know, they, they got this thing. They know who they are. They got something going on for themselves. A turn off of somebody who ain't got nothing going on. Because if they ain't got nothing going on, they worried about what you got going on <laughs> yeah, all the time. Facts. No, yeah. Right? Facts. I, so, yeah. you know, I need you to have something going on. Yes. I need you to have... Purpose, power, and plan. Mm. That's strong. I like that. So while I'm moving and doing what I'm supposed to do, you're not consumed with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That it it, it pushes you aside and gets you all off your square. Mm -hmm. So if you got purpose, power, and a plan, you got something going on all the time. Mm -hmm. And we can meet somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. That's good. For me, it's it's, it's a lack lack of ambition. Mm -hmm. It's a lack of ambition. Um, I'm always thinking about possessing, claiming territory, yeah. what's next, um, never satisfied, never complacent. So uh, when you get too comfortable for me, that's a problem. So it's, mm-hmm. a, it's like, no, what we're going to conquer next? Because mm-hmm. the God I serve is never still. Mm-hmm. So if I reflect him, then my relationship should. Yeah, so absolutely. so like a lack of ambition and a lack of direction is, is big for me. And actually the second one is actually a, probably a shocker is teachability. Mm-hmm. It To me, when you are not teachable, then you can't be my partner Mm -hmm. because one of the things I love to do is be taught and I love to teach. Mm -hmm. So if you're not teachable, then in my mind, you can't hear. And if you can't hear, you can't listen. And if you can't listen, you'll never learn. Mm. What's one thing you want them to teach you? (laughs) Man of God. (laughs) 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 I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, they're like, teach me, teach me. Train up a child in the way they should go. Yeah, we're there home. They will not depart. Did I say no? Like, I I can be taught literally, I mean this on every level. Yeah. Like, I believe the reason why I say teachability is because I'm going to be teachable. Yeah. And so, if I, as a man, I'm going to be teachable, like, I I use this word strongly, I demand teachability. Mm -hmm. Because to me, if you ain't got an ear to hear, then anything I give you, is at risk of being fumbled. Mm. And so so just teachability for me and anything, any area, any place, um, I'm open to learning. So if she's not teachable, that's a turn off. Yeah. If she's not ambitious, that's a turn off. Yeah. If she's needy, that's a turn off. And what was the other one? She don't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. Those are good. Yeah, really good. So for me, it would be he's for everybody. And what I mean by that is somebody – who has no boundaries. Wow. Um, a man who has no boundaries is very dangerous. For the streets. He's for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> He's for the streets. If he does not, if he lacks boundaries, our relationship is not going to be successful. Yeah. I mean, and I'm talking about family boundaries, friend boundaries, work boundaries. Yes. Ministry, whatever it is, if he does not have boundaries, we're not going to be okay. Because yeah. at some point you have to say, I can't do this because yeah. I have to X, Y, and Z over yes. here. Or, you know, and if you don't have that, 
you, 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 I'm, I'm be outside. <laughs> Leaving. Like, I'm yes. done. <laughs> I'm done. So, Check yeah. Please. Being Check for please. everybody not having those boundaries, um, being too accessible, um, even going further in that, being for everybody too accessible to women. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, there are professions and callings and careers and things like that yeah. that may have you in that sector. Yeah. But you being able to have the knowledge or even the wherewithal not to put your relationship in jeopardy. Yeah. For me, is a big deal. For sure. And the other thing would be what you said. If he can't, if he's not willing to be a student and a teacher, yeah. that's going to be a problem for me because I'm always looking to learn. And yeah. I'm, and what I'm looking always learn, looking. Um, I'm, <laughs> But I'm I'm always looking to learn whatever is going to make me better, a better woman. And I feel like that there are things that men can teach women to make them better. And I think that there are things that women can teach men to help them to be better. Whatever that consists of with where we are as it relates to our relationship, I'm willing to be in the seat of a student. Yeah. And I'm also willing to be in the seat of a teacher as well. So those are two things. If he's not teachable and if he's for everybody, I can't, cannot, will not ever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which other thing those are good. Mine would be a man with no vision. I yeah. can't deal at all. Um, Cause I'm so, I'm, I'm extremely creative. Absolutely. And if you can't tap into, you know, what I got going on or at least help or to, to provide or give advice or something. Or if you like, no, that's not a good idea. Or I don't know if you should do that. I Some stuff is far for me. Some stuff is mm-hmm. like, you should not do that at all. Right. Like, right. Don't try this at home. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, just a man with no vision. If you don't have vision for yourself, then you're not going to have vision for our family, vision for me Absolutely. or vision for what I have going on. Um, I'm also extremely turned off by a man that is insecure. I I can't deal. I would rather not. So those are my top two, along with what you said too. Mm-hmm. Like those are those are really good. I can't have nobody that's for everybody. Yes, yeah, I agree. What's amazing? Can I just say something? Sure. Actually, is of what we just talked about are all soft skills. Mm-hmm. They're all things that are not the normal. And if you actually put a poll together, how many people are working on the things we just said? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So people want to date. People want to be in a relationship. People want to have a partner. But you look at whether it's neediness, whether it's ambition, whether it's purpose, whether it's clarity, whether it's their innovation, whether it's their ability to push your vision, whether it's who they're for setting boundaries. If we were, if we were to say who's working on all, all those things, but yet saying they're ready to date, I bet that pool would be very small. Very. Yeah, absolutely. Very. And so that it actually creates a problem in the dating pool because that person who is working on all of that is now attractive to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's true. Which creates more competition, but also without boundaries, creates an environment for exploitation. Mm. That's, That's it. That's good. That's well, good. I love that. He always dropping gems. You know, <laughs> y'all, all of y'all are actually, you know, like last time, this is already really good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so another one, of the, another one of the questions um, was how important are gender roles in a relationship? So relationship and marriage. So dating and marriage. How important are gender roles? You tired? Am <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I'm gonna start I with the women. I need a minute. I need a minute. Okay, well I'm, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I need a minute. 
to me, and I'm not even going to say in mm. dating because I feel like you're dating. So I can't, well, there are expectations I'm going to have someone that I'm dating, but yeah. I'm really going to have expectations of my husband. Mm. And I think that gender roles in a marriage are important. I want my husband to be the man. I want him to flourish in being yeah. the man. So I'm going to let him be the man, <laughs> whatever that consists of. If that's taking out the trash, if that's paying the bills, not necessarily paying all of them because I'm, I, and I get it because this is a really big thing now, that whole mm-hmm. split, that 50-50, and you going to pay bills, you're going to do all of that. She's like, that's not my I testimony. Don't pay <laughs> I don't want to I don't, I don't listen. <laughs> no, I, 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 want my, I want my husband to be the man. And and I, I grew up with the man paying everything. You know, that's how I grew up. But I also realized that times are so much different mm-hmm. and that things are more expensive and all that. And I don't, to me, I think about the burden that my husband will carry trying to carry our family on his back. Mm-hmm. So my thing would be however I can help, whether that's car insurance, car notes, whatever, I'm going to do that outside gotcha. of just taking care of the house because that's what the woman I feel is supposed to do. And that's keeping uh, the children in order, keeping the mm-hmm. house clean, that's cooking, that's making sure my husband is satisfied. That's mm-hmm. all of those things I feel like women need to be women yes, and men mm-hmm. need to be men. Yeah. Yes. And so, what, like I said, whatever that looks like for you because I feel like people establish that um, in their own relationships. They, they make whatever rules and boundaries as far as that's concerned. But for me, like I said, I want my husband to flourish in being the man. So whatever he feels like he wants to solely do on his own with the support of me, I got him. Yeah. And whatever I need, I can do on my own with the support of him, I'm going to do that too. So it looks different for everybody, but that's just how it's going to look for me. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I don't even have anything to add or take away, except I don't want to pay no bills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pay Don't bill. hand me a bill. Don't hand, and I don't mind. My, yeah. I have a, a, a relative. She get, like, the groceries, and she do, the like, the fun stuff. So if it, there's an open house mm-hmm. or, you know, she's doing that, she'll – that would be, I want that to be me. I don't want to pay anything. Well, you know, and my mom said that when, um, you know, her and my dad, my father is deceased. So when they were married, um, they both worked. Um, and I want to work. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a stay at home. Nothing. The yeah. only, as long as I want to stay at home is maybe the first year after I have a mm-hmm. child. But mm-hmm. after that, please send me to work. I'm going to be bored. <laughs> um, but she said that what they did was she would get paid. They would pay their tithes out of her check and the rest she kept. And then my dad oh, paid for everything else. I can do that. And so that was just how they yeah. managed their money. Yeah. But again, that was like 1986, yeah. you know, 80, you know, 100%. whatever. So it's like, that's how, like I said, you're going to establish it, establish it based off of where you are as a unit, you know, yeah. but just looking at how things, you know, happen and develop is, is going to be based on you all. Yeah. I think it's what you, both of you said it is key is you have to base it off of your situation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think where people get in trouble is they're trying to create relationship goals off of conditions that are not their own. Mm-hmm. Yes. So at that point, now you can't take somebody else's paycheck, somebody else's rhythm, somebody yeah. else's earnings, and now make that your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's not yours, sweetie. Like, come come, come back here. Come <laughs> yes, back, Come to reality. Come, come <laughs> here. Come here. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think it's you have to make it for you. Um, when I was married, I literally, I paid every bill. Um, my wife did not have to pay for anything. I paid for everything from housing, cars, insurance, investment, everything that related to her being alive and existing on this planet was paid for. I, I don't even, I didn't even know how much she made until she got a W2. I didn't ask. Did she wow. work? She worked. She mm-hmm. worked and was a professional and did very well. Okay. But for me, I just took pride yeah. in taking care of her. For sure. yes. So for me, like that was a part of me showing my love and affection yeah. is to make sure she was provided for. Mm-hmm. 
but that worked in our in our in our and mm-hmm. on our set, right? right? So I would I would like to say it's got to be based off of your specific conditions. I will add to that. Sometimes we get in trouble with gender roles when we look too far in the past, mm-hmm. because when we're talking to grandma and we're talking to great grandma, me and Log would have talked about that in the past. I love great ma and grandma, great grandma and grandma, but they were living in a context where great grandma couldn't read. Right, right, right. They were living right. in a context where grandma had to stay with Daddy Hillman, yeah, even to. though he was cheating, Baby, even though he was hitting upside the head, no because she had no option. No options. Yeah. So now she was cooking and cleaning, not because that was her choice. That was ultimately the context she lived in. Yeah. So you can't take gender roles from a era yeah. that doesn't reflect your current experience. Yes. So I just always say, make sure that we're being educated, make sure that we're communicating, and then make sure that we're aligned. And finally, I would say, and I love it, Sister uh, Amber said it, I wanted to pay it all. Mm-hmm. And this is my only rule for women. If you want a man that's going to do all of that, mm-hmm. then make sure you're doing exactly, exactly. the same thing. Maybe not in finances, mm-hmm. but in the other, in the other areas yes, of the relationship. Absolutely. So if you want him 100%. to meet every single one of these needs here, then all of these needs need to be met over here to properly balance the relationship. But you can't be unavailable, unsupportive, you know, and all of these other things, but then still want me to pay for everything. In a bonnet when you get home from work. Right. The devil is a liar. If I'm not working and my husband come home, I'm going to be fine. Come on. Okay, do you hear me? Be ready. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be like, serve me. Be also ready. That's what the Bible says. Be also ready. I'm going to be like, have a seat, baby. Here go your plate. Bathroom, food, cook. Listen, what do you that's, want? That's yeah. what a lot Let's of plan women, your menu for the week. Yes, because um, this, is, this, is, this is my little comment. You can't want a blessing, but then you're becoming a burden. Ooh. Okay. What's your guess? And most, and most <laughs> end up being that way. See, for, for a woman, as a man, you got to look at the individual. However, because I want to say this properly. <laughs> I'm Please. nervous. I just, when he does that, I get very nervous. <laughs> This generation or this culture that we're in right now has raised a lot of man boys. Mm. I want to say something else. But right, I know what you're doing. Thank to you say. for yeah. not saying um, it. <laughs> so, based on the teachings, based on your upbringing, based on what has been deposited in you, gives your framework of how you transfer your love affection mm-hmm. your purpose in a relationship just like you being married my wife my ex-wife didn't have to pay for anything well my love language is gift giving or receiving gifts mm-hmm. that's my love language. that's my number one is receiving gifts but it's it's kind of reverse because i like to give gifts because mm-hmm. right? you love the way you like to be loved right? yeah you love yeah. The way so you like so i that's that's something big for me so taking care of all that. But I seen my father take care of everything. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, growing up and seeing that, it was embedded in me that even though my mother had money, she had her own business, the whole nine yards, my father took care of everything. Mm-hmm. So I just duplicated what I seen my father do, but then I put some sauce on it because that's my love language. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to know what you're getting into up front. If you're dating a man, because there are a lot of uh, man boys out here, and you tell, he, you know, you, you're expecting to be taken care of in that manner, mm-hmm. they're going to have a problem with that. For Absolutely. sure. And so you know what the time it is. This is 2022. A lot this of men feel like 50. that. <laughs> it's, it's, you, these men, 50, they set up a little 50, different. 50. I tell this, especially the women in my church, sisters, whatever, who anybody's connected to me, 
if your man tells you he want to split anything with you, he ain't a man. Mm. He is not can a man. Can you say it again? Ooh, I don't always agree not, with everything that you say, but I like that. Can you say it again, please? <laughs> this is going to go viral. Because it's not a lot of men. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm telling you. Jesus. If a man says, we got we to gotta split something, he is not a man. He is not the man for you. Mm. Now, anything you want to add, that's a bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? My blueprint, what I was trying to convey when I was married, was check this out. I got everything. You want to go to school? Go to school. You get your degree? Get your degree? Cool. Whatever you make, that's play money. Right? That's play money for us. Mm-hmm. Right? That's money we get to trick. However we want to do it, that's mm-hmm. money we get to, And that's money we get to save. So we take a portion of that. You can put that into investments, savings, and you get to do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? How simple would that be? <laughs> this heifer didn't even. Oh, no! oh Jesus. You want to cooperate. That's all, you, want, that's all you had to do. Do what? She got all that. No, nah, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Don't let get my, don't my sister podcast listen, It's not going to get canceled. It's not going to get canceled. So, this, this, let me ask you this. So, because we're on finances, things like that. Credit. Bad credit, is it a deal breaker? That's a good question. Great question. No, because it can be repaired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I have a different financial philosophy because at the end of the day, if you get enough money, credit don't matter. Facts. <laughs> if you got cash, you cash rich. Like, you're not leveraging credit. And when you have cash, then credit that's, can be even jaded that's, that's and you have good. enough cash to that's cover good. it. So, um, but no, like, because like you said, it can be repaired, it can be built. This is the problem that I would say. You have to have integrity financially. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. If you in debt, don't look like a million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when I look at your financial reports, <laughs> I realize bad. you should be in the projects. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think in the dating, we talked about this a little the last episode that we did together. I think there's a lot of people who are masquerading mm-hmm. to possibly land a partner to only then get into a situation where we're saying fake news. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to have integrity financially. Like, where are you? If you have debt, let's talk about that. Right. If you ultimately are, you know, paying off student loans, let's discuss it. What is your financial philosophy? So to me, like credit, I could, I could deal with just let, let me know what I'm getting into. Absolutely. You know, like I was, uh, and this is like a part of our testimony. Like, you know, when, when I got married, I was like, we're going to be debt free. We have no debt. So if you got debt, I'm paying your debt off. Because I want us to go in without any scars of your financial past. Yeah. That's good. So like that, like so, so that was one of my Christmas gifts. Are we paying off debt? Wow. Ooh, like, like no, no, we ain't, we ain't buying purses. I want to. Can, we, I, can we, I intersect? Yeah, sure. I think this is a generational divide. I was just about to say because that. the men and you guys are in your forties, right? Yes. Fifties. Oh. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting he's not fifty yet. My bad. Thank you. Thank Who's fifty? Don't make me fifty I, yet. Please, <laughs> please don't make me fifty yet. It's the grave. I cannot did, did you do breathe. That? No. <laughs> I, no. That's what we doing here on this. I, oh, this, we about to cancel this right now. Because I'm about to turn this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm about I'm to turn sorry, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. My nigga. <laughs> hey. Did you just. No, she, I, I, she I, don't mean it. She don't mean it. Okay, look, let's focus. Let's focus. Let's focus. It. Let's focus. Okay. Reverse. Let's rewind. focus. We're, we're 
Refocus, refocus. Yes. Generational divide. Say, gen- so nice Generational divide. I was so nice when I came in here. <laughs> I said, I can't get 50? It's okay. She just playing. She playing. It's okay. Have some. You need some water. That's the problem. You need some water. Okay. Listen, if this is a generational divide. I'm convinced. A th- thousand percent. Yeah. Because I feel like men in their 30s and 20s. Definitely in their 20s. But men in their 30s who are not mature up here um, have this. They are like, no, that's this is that's yeah. the 50 50 mm-hmm. generation. Yeah. That's the I ain't paying off your debt. That's on yeah. you. I bet you look at their home life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Look how they mama cater to them. Look yes. how they don't have any responsibility. Look, at they don't have any chores. Look at it. They don't have. Yeah. You know, they don't have any structure. Yeah. You know Agree. They, they have a mother that's catering to them. Have a grandma that's catering to them. Mm-hmm. Big mama ain't around no more. You got you get these grandmas. They go to the club. These grandmas <laughs> are <laughs> outside. The grandmas are yeah. Yeah. You know they they, they still they get in their groove. Man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So they don't want to babysit. They don't want to do nothing. Right. So you got to look at that home, that home life, in the, in that generation. So them guys in their twenties and thirties, look at that structure. Mm-hmm. They don't have that discipline. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they they don't have yeah. they don't they don't have that that man man. Yeah, and, and but I, can I add something there though? Yeah, sure. I think it's I think we have to just to provide balance to this. If we're going to live in that age in that way, that also may mean we need to downgrade our request, right? Okay. Because we can't say we want the guy to pay for everything. Well, if he's only making this. Okay. How can How we can demand yeah. that level of That's lifestyle? Good. That's good. So then a guy could say, "Okay, if you want to live that way, that's going to require giving more your way. Because mm-hmm. I just can't give you that. Right. Because to me, it castrates a man from the aspect of protector and provider for you to ask me for something you know I can't I give yeah. you. Absolutely. So agree. now I don't feel like the man to you because what you want, I can't provide for you. And see, the thing is, I ain't talking about the ones that can't. Yeah. I'm talking about the ones that can can and decide not to. And and, and are making a conscious decision not to. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 different. different. Yes. You know, when you have these men who are, you know, stable financially and even get together with a woman who is financially stable, but still says down the middle, here we go. This is how we doing yeah. this. Down the middle. Yeah, that's different. Okay. I want you to keep it. And I'm gonna keep it and I'm gonna do that. And 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 I get it, you know, because they may not, even though they are able to, they may not have been raised in a household yeah. that where they've seen this before. And I think that men could counteract and say, Well, women don't do, you know, everything that they're supposed to do. Like I do have a question here, and the guy asks why women don't cook anymore. Because they can't. Facts. And that's and that is the <laughs> and I and I literally said they, they, I answered the question can't. I said because they cannot. They, they can't cook. Yeah, and so it's like well, if you didn't grow up in a household again where you got your mom and your grandmother, mm-hmm. I was in the kitchen. I yeah. didn't have a choice. Yeah. It was like a no, you're you're five, but you can snap some green beans. Mm-hmm. It yes. was like, you know, and so it's like Peel them green. You gonna listen, you gonna clean, you gonna learn how to clean this mm-hmm. chicken, you're gonna learn how to, you gonna learn how to do all of this stuff, but everybody doesn't grow up. Yes. That way, it seems like nowadays though, if you ask someone can she cook, she can get offended. Like, <laughs> but it's a valid question, like, right? Right? Can you? Cook? It's a, it's you, a you do eat right. Question. You do eat right. And, and, and here's the thing too, because yeah, and we're cook. gonna get here, but about how men and women become too common with each other in relationships too soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a conversation I had with my mom because I was in a relationship where I was 
playing wife almost, mm-hmm. you know, where I was cooking and cleaning and all of that mm-hmm. for somebody who wasn't my husband. Mm-hmm. And it was like, she said, you're doing too much. She said, cook them one meal. Let them know you know how to cook and let that be it. Yeah. You know, she was like, as far as like constantly doing the cooking and all the different stuff, he want more? He go, he's going to do more so that that can be something. I was. I was cleaning. I was cooking. I was cooking and cleaning. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> doing the cooking and the cleaning. No, seriously, like and because and I and I felt like listen, no, for real, women sometimes we feel like we're auditioning for a role in a man's life, so we feel like we have something to prove. So I got to prove that I can cook, that I can clean, that I'm financially stable, that I can help you balance your books, you know, and all that different stuff. Like balance books. We feel like we have to do some of those things to make ourselves seem to be more qualified than the next person. Mm. Only for him to turn around and pick trash, you know, for the most part. That's what's sad, you know, because. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm serious. Because you can cook and clean and do all this, but if you're not giving up the booty, if you're not having sex, Uh oh, uh -oh. oh, well, then we. What are you doing all of that for? Because I need there's something else I need to know that you can do, and I get it. I I understand the generation that we're in and how, and we're going to get here too. Sex and dating, no matter where you are in your Christian hood and all that different stuff, how it becomes a factor. Yeah. It really does. But that whole thing about becoming common. Do y'all have an issue? I mean, like, when I say becoming common too fast, I mean, y'all get together, you make a conscious decision that you're going to be together. All of a sudden, she turns into a different person. And when I say that, I mean, like, she stopped being so cute. And every mm. time you call her, she got her bonnet on. And it's like, where you oh, being today? Oh, Nowhere. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, um, you know, where she stops being the woman that you met and vice versa. He stops mm-hmm. being the, the man that you met. Everything that he did to get you, he no longer does. Well, that's yeah. a simple and, thing. Whatever you did to get him, you got to keep him. Exactly. You do it to but, they, but they not doing that. They get him and they stop. I will add one piece to that if I could. Okay. I believe that the investments made in the relationship may not always be the same, but they should be made. Now, this is what I mean by that. Because who you are at 25 is maybe not who you are at 45. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep making investments, but the investments I maybe need at 45 are different than the investments I need at 25. Mm -hmm. You go talk to somebody that's 55 to 60 in Dayton, they like, he may not be that cute, but he take care of the bills. Mm-hmm. He's stable. He not losing my money. He, he gonna be there. You know what I mean? He he he's solid, right, right? Right, right. But when you were twenty five, you want to be. He got to be. You know, ten you up. Listen. You want to be swinging from the chandeliers mm-hmm. and all of that. So I think the whole idea is investments mm-hmm. have to continually be made into the relationship to make sure that it's profitable. Absolutely. And they may not be the same, right. but they must be made. Yes. That's my, that's my thought. Yes, yes, yes. To, to make sure you don't stay in that realm, being too comfortable, I, I got this saying, answer the request. Mm-hmm. You got to communicate the request. Facts. This is what I like to mm-hmm. see. Listen, you got to right? say that. Mm-hmm. And you have to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, because men, we are... Visual. Yes, you are. First. Yes. Right? We are visual beings and we see black and white. Mm-hmm. Women see colors. I said that last time. But <laughs> you must answer the request. So if I have a request, this is what I like. I like to see this on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to answer that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you got to, a woman, you got to think 
the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So if a man is telling you, this is what I like to see, it's probably a great potential that he's seen what he like, mm -hmm. but he would rather see it on you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Right? That is good. So Finally. if you don't answer the request, <laughs> then the attention mm -hmm. is going to go on what he sees. Absolutely. I agree. So if you continue to answer the request, there's nothing for him to look at outside of you. Mm -hmm. And we get too comfortable in that, in that ram, when we stop doing those things, we stop mm -hmm. answering the request. Mm -hmm. And then we're wondering why the relationship is not where it should be. Yeah. We wonder why there's a breakdown in communication. We wonder why, why, why he ain't so affectionate. Mm -hmm. Why he ain't paying me that much attention? Why he ain't talking to me? Why he ain't doing that? Because you're not answering the request. Yeah. And the man is frustrated. And men are not that verbal. Right? Yeah. So he's dealing with all that in his All that, those words that y'all use. 50,000 words to our 10,000 in a day. <laughs> so all those 10,000 is me. going in here, right? Yeah. Not being communicated, but we're thinking about it. Mm. So now we say you in that bonnet. We ain't say, <laughs> we ain't say nothing to you, but went downstairs like. Mad. That Mad. That bonnet. Frustrated. So Frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> loyalty has its limits. Yes, it does. And commitment does not remove the expectation for competence. Yes. So just because I'm committed doesn't mean you get to be mediocre. Right. That's and, good. And just because I'm loyal. That's good. Women take advantage of that. Right? I, women take advantage of that when a man is loyal and committed, especially when they know he is. Right? Especially, you know, you committed in this marriage for better or worse, rich or poor, for real, and you take those vows here and they know that, mm -hmm. they take advantage of that because they know you ain't going to step up. Why? Because you got too much. And they know you're in a position where you, you don't want to mess up because of things you're going to lose, mm. right? So if That's they good. know you like that. That's good. I know because he's not going to jeopardize. It ain't even got to be about me. But he ain't going to be jeopardized those things that he could potentially lose. So uh, they take that for granted, and they use that against you. So you got yeah. to be at a Strong. place. You cannot allow that to happen. If you just yeah. continue That's narcissistic to answer the request on both sides, mm -hmm. right? I like, it, it's go both ways. I feel like I, I am one that answers the request, but you all don't always communicate the request. So I, in my relationship, I'm always asking the hard questions. Like, are you still interested? Is there something that I don't do anymore? Mm -hmm. um, do you still like me? Am I beautiful? Because <laughs> I don't do I don't the know. whole bonnet thing. I don't mm -hmm. just be... I, I will not answer. I will send you the voicemail. I mean, send you X right. that out. Same. No FaceTime today. Call, no, I'm not doing Same. it like, because I, I am fully aware that you've seen so many beautiful women all day and I don't want you to answer and I'm scratching my head in the bed. Like, no. Mm -hmm. um, and just because, no, just no. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of men don't communicate the request, um, which isn't fair at all. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. I, I think that along with you are um what you said you are can communicate the request as well. Yeah. I agree. For sure. Yeah. And I and I think that men do become comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that you all sometimes stop doing things that mean a lot to us. Yeah. I'm very faster simple. than women. No. Yeah, I'm very simple. Faster so it's than like women a, a flowers yeah. thing would be like that's simple. Me too. Flowers I'm, every week, mm -hmm. once a week. 
that's simple to mm-hmm. me. I'm a cook. I'm gonna make sure you got good, good old dinner on the table every night. You know, eat good. Just bring like, me where my some flowers. flowers at? At? Where are my flowers? Where my flowers you know, at? I need to know where my flowers are. I forgot. Oh, I forgot to cook too. You, know? <laughs> you hold no, me right. Are you right? But I think that again, those requests do have to be made on both ends. Yeah. You know, I think for women, ours isn't as visual as yeah. you all. Our yeah. things are more um, mental, action. emotional action. So if if for me, we're like Dwayne said, gifts was his thing. For me, it's quality time. You're busy. You're a busy man. We're mm-hmm. busy people. But when you take time to carve out time yeah. for us. You can have anything you want from me. Mm-hmm. What you want? What you want? What you need? You know. But it's like, but don't. And, but it's and I think for the mm. for women, it's it's little things for us. <laughs> it's him. It's the little. It really yes. is the little things. It for is. Us. I, I, agree. And I and I mean that it really is the little things. It's like just a simple. Text and hey, I'm thinking about you. You don't want us to blow up your phone all day. Text us mm-hmm. and be like, hey, just thinking about you. You good? You know, whatever. Yep, I'm mm-hmm. great. I'm good. I'm not gonna bother you for six more hours because you just checked seven out and a half. Maybe you know. <laughs> I'm like, you just got your work shift back. Right, Enjoy yourself. <laughs> right. Have a good time. Got I'm your going, whole shift. Hey, back. I'm going out with the guys tonight. Just wanted to let you know. Versus me calling you and you don't answer. You know, stuff like yeah. that. You know, just being proactive in that communication. Those things are important to you know little things. I think on both ends, y'all yes. more visual are is more mental emotional actions type yes thing. so absolutely yes 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 all right this question is for Dwayne because he's the only person that's really going to be able to answer this uh-uh. um dating someone with children what boundaries need to be set in place and when is it okay for um for you to introduce your children to who you're dating hmm. <clears throat> number one i don't think you should introduce your kids to nobody you're not intentional with with a future okay right if you just dating trying to figure it out to see if i like this person that's not the time keep that yeah do not introduce you if this something that has not been committed for long term don't don't introduce your kids to them until you are sure this is somebody i'm going to be with long term Mm mm-hmm so, so because you, you you know you bring kids into the equation they're they're pure souls absolutely right? and they get attached mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. and especially if it's a situation where the father hasn't been there now you see a man that comes in they're going to be attached to that man mm-hmm. the more they see him and he's cool he's nice and he's long, they're going to get attached to that their absolutely. heart's going to open to him mm-hmm. and then y'all break up they go where where Jerry? Where Jerry? Jerry go? I like him. I like that one. What you do, Mama? You mess it up with Jerry. Yeah, you know, and you got all you know. And then there's all these uncles. You know, wait a minute. Listen, <laughs> wait a minute. how many uncles you got? You go to a family reunion, you never see them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do people so, still do the uncle thing? That's I think so they hilarious. do. I think they do. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to be cautious. You have to be cautious with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cautious. You have to always think about your kids, man. Yeah. They, that's got to be your top priority. Absolutely. That's the, you got to put them first. Mm-hmm. Put them before you put yourself because mm-hmm. they didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are your responsibility mm-hmm. to cover them, protect them, and to shield them in all aspects. So you can't put your your situation above your, your children. I would never, and I never have, uh, 
been interested in any woman that put a man over their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talk about a turn off. That's a turn off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Same so for then women. when I yeah. see see that or hear that, especially being a pastor and you get to get those information things that come to you like that, you be like, What? <laughs> that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's irresponsible. Yeah. And that's such that's 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 just that's just bad life skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't 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 ever do that. You know what I'm saying? You you wait you wait to put your husband first. Absolutely. In the I home agree. structure. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we come from, I'm coming from old school where my dad his plate was fixed first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then the kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. In that setting, you put your husband first. Mm-hmm. You don't put your boo first. Mm-hmm. It's you good. put your husband first. Absolutely. Until he puts a ring on your finger, your kids come first. Mm-hmm. Then you deal with that Negro. You know? Agreed. Agreed. That's good. Yeah. I think it speaks to also like having a philosophy towards how you want to approach having children, whether you have kids now or whether you want to have them in the future. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part because now we're in a day and age where there are some people who don't want children. Right. So how do you even handle that? Like I'm a candidate or a prospect, but I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. That's something you need to discuss early on right. before your heart is tied you into do it. That and now one. you know what I'm saying? Listen, but I think that those things immediately come yeah. come, in, come come into play. And then what you said it was really powerful, whether it's a man or a woman, I think we're looking at that person saying, How you handle your children is really a microcosm of how you will handle mine. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, at the true. end of the day, if that's the one you have now and that's how you're handling them, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm, I'm for how you would handle mine. Mm-hmm. So now, now little Leon gonna be at school. Like, is Mama coming to pick me up? And I, and, but, but you were right. doing that already. Right. So y'all mm-hmm. having a babosa. right? You know. And so, so <laughs> the truth. And, but, but I mean, actually, the truth of the matter is, is whether it's kids or not, how many uh, of us sitting at the table or even out there, whether it's YouTube or Facebook, can say there were signs and signals you saw. Yeah. In a relationship mm-hmm. that spoke to underlying behaviors mm-hmm. that we ignored or we ran through that you amber tapped. light. You are so tapped in. <laughs> but I'm telling you, because I was thinking about on the way here, just getting little nuggets that, you know, to, to come into my, to my mind mm-hmm. is the signs, man. Yeah. Why on both sides do we refuse to acknowledge the warning signs at the beginning of mm-hmm. stuff? We because we want to be loved and lightened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I was, I was saying that to just speaking to myself yeah. again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Because as we live, we learn so much, and it's like, man, all those warning signs was there at the very beginning, but for whatever reason, you combed over them. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, it's all right, you know, you know, because every woman has a touch of crazy. Me too. I'm gonna say it. Thank you, you, Bishop. (laughs) Leah. I just I just want to be invited back. No, no, we all do. Yes, go ahead. Women for sure, because I know I have a touch. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Because to be honest, yeah, all men like a little crazy. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a tad. Yeah, it's the it's the. Too crazy. It's, too, it's, too, it's a whole yeah. lot of crazy. Uh, <laughs> that y'all, that y'all can't handle. Yeah, it was like it was like I knew you. I knew you yeah. crazy, right? But I didn't know you was that crazy. That crazy. Right. right? Or is, or can we say it like this as well? Does your crazy 
mix with my crazy. Mm-hmm. Because a lot yeah. of times, like, like my, my crazy just... Can I live with your crazy? Yeah, I, I can't live with that one. Yeah. You know? There's Absolutely. some crazy you cannot live with. It if I can more live crazy. with your crazy, we good. <laughs> okay. But those signs, I'm talking about those warning signs where it's some extra kind of crazy on that. Where you're like, you know what? That just wasn't, that wasn't right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's something behind that or something deeper than that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That... um they're hiding or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this it's something there. And when you just wash over that, you create potential for disaster mm-hmm. in a major way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it could have been avoided. I told him on Sunday, <clears throat> some of you are praying for a miracle. You don't need a miracle. You need to make better choices. Yeah. No, really. You need to make a better That's decision. Really, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. talking about, oh, look, I need a miracle. God, give me a miracle. No, you need to make a better decision. Yeah. yeah. If you just made a better choice, you wouldn't need a miracle. Yes. So stop wasting my good prayer time and God's time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, about you need a time. miracle mm-hmm. for it, this yeah. when you just need to make a decision, a better decision not to do that. You need to make a decision to walk away. Absolutely. You need to make a decision. I'm not going down that road no more. Mm-hmm. I make a decision to turn away from that, and I'm not going to that anymore. I need to make a better choice. I need to make a better decision. Your mama told you he wasn't no good. Mm-hmm. Your daddy said he ain't the one. Mm-hmm. Rama said, nope, nope, nope. But you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. But now you see, now you need a miracle. Mm-hmm. Now you, you need, need a, a way breakthrough. Out. You need a way out. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, he, he was Prince Charming. By, by the time he got that Negro home, he was Freddy Cougar. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. But the warning signs was there, there in the, the whole beginning. Time. Yes. Yeah, right? So you can't be so desperate that you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So open to anything that you refuse to look at the signs, say it's something there mm-hmm. that's deeper than what's on the surface. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm straight on that. Absolutely. And I'm okay to cut ties right now and move forward to find the crazy that I can accept. I like that. Woo. So I, I'm going to comment on that, and then we're going to segue to our very last thing. <clears throat> um, but that whole thing about those warning signs are always there. I believe that a thousand percent. And it's so funny because when you're in love, you can't really, you see it, but you don't see it. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you like, Oh, that's a little crazy, but you know, who does see it? Your circle. Mm -hmm. They'll see it. And they'll tell you, my mom used to say all the time. She, when I was dating, she said, you love him. I don't. So I can, so I can see him. That's good. You can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. And he's no good for you. That's what mm-hmm. she would say. She would say, I'll, he's a good person. He's just not good for you. She would mm-hmm. say, she said that to me. Wow. And I would be like, I'm being a hater. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to extinguish my happiness. She, ain't she don't want me to be happy. Like, right. I was really convinced. But the more I started using my brain in that situation, the more I started to see what she saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get mad at myself because after you think about the time that you've wasted, you know, yeah. with something that you know, this is not going to, this ain't going to go nowhere. It's mm-hmm. really not. Then you, you know, you get upset, mm-hmm. you know, you get mad, right. but it's never too late to make a decision to move on or to yeah. move out of that situation. So I hope that people, you know, this, that they do that, you that's, know, yeah. you know, that was, that's wisdom talking. Yeah. You know, like when you get 50, <laughs> you, um, you see, you see things differently. Yes. Right. So when you was younger, it's hard for you to fathom like, Oh, they hating on me. They don't want me to be happy. Mm-hmm. They, they, this, and the other, but that person, that individual that's speaking to you, they're speaking out of experience, speaking mm-hmm. out of wisdom and they see something that you cannot see. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? absolutely. So, and, and as I get older, especially you start getting around 50, <laughs> um, it's easy to pinpoint yeah. those things, not only through the gift of discernment and being spiritual, 
but by life. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? right? Like, I've seen <clears throat> that before. Mm-hmm. I know that type of guy mm-hmm. before. Why? Because I've dealt with that type of guy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm single. Because I, <laughs> I, I see it and I be like, uh-uh. You know, Can I see? add that's this it. to sex makes things very cloudy? Okay, stop. Oh. Here we are. Okay. This is where I was getting to. Uh-oh. Sex and dating. Uh-huh. Amber jumped right to it. She just she got the Holy Ghost. I don't know about the Holy Ghost, but I know about the coming. Listen, sex and dating. Mm-hmm. This is the last thing that we're gonna talk about. And I know it's gonna take probably about five to seven ish minutes of our time, maybe ten. And then we're gonna wrap up. It's gonna be done. But I wanted to save this for last because I feel like this is something that is so overlooked. And especially in the Christian community, we just get told don't have sex. Just don't. Yeah. You know, there's not really a whole lot of explanation of why and all that different stuff. And then sometimes even when we know why, we still do it anyway because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's right. how, you know. And so. Well, if you sweetly saved, you're not going if to. If you sweetly saved, now nah, you ain't going to. That is not true. don't like you It's not true. If you have the Holy Ghost. Oh, it's okay. You know, if you got the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. you ain't going to do it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. We're sweetly saved. I listen. I don't know. I only know two people that sweetly saved. My mom and Cece Winans. I don't know about <laughs> They sweetly saved. Sweet, sweet, oh, sweet, 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 sweet. That's it. That's all I know. <laughs> Where were you going with that? Because I do want to talk about that. You said. What did you say? Sex makes things your mind very cloudy. It does. So you easily overlook. The red signs because the sex is good, because now it's a soul tie, because nobody ever made me feel this way. You know, all of these things and your mind is just gone. But once you hop out of it for a second, you like, oh, this is a no good for nothing. Son of a <laughs> black mother. <laughs> you know, yeah, all of that. Um, so I would recommend everyone to be celibate. Though it is extremely hard, it's difficult. Yeah. you are able to see the person for who, who they, they are. truly, truly are. Yes. Male and female. Mm-hmm. That's my take on sex. Yes. I'm not going to say if I'm having it or not. I'm not going to say anything. You don't have to. That. That's, That's not our business. Was you about to <laughs> say something? That's not our business. Right. That's not our business. That's not our business. What did your take? No, I was going to say, I want to. Throw it on another angle, because I, I agree with you mm-hmm. 100%. But I also think that what we have to get to is we've dated, we're married now, and a lot of times church trains us not to have sex, but they didn't teach us how to please or satisfy or make sure that area mm-hmm. in our makeup mm-hmm. is properly taken care of yeah. once you are married. Because yeah. yes. I'm like, the single folks having sex and they ain't sin. Mm-hmm. The married folks ain't having none and they ain't covenant. So, so I'm like, Mm. okay, we can, we can have a lot of conversation about who doing it, who shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the people who ain't that should. Mm -hmm. So I think that, yes, we got to continue to build that barrier and that boundary so that we can be able to see clearly and Mm -hmm. make good decisions. But um, I remember Bishop Jake saying, like somebody came to him for prayer one time, was like, just take my sexuality away. And he was like, no, 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 baby, you're going to need that. You need like, that. Like, you need right. that. I ain't, I'm not going to pray that away. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you can't and, pray that away. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> so, so I think that we need education. I think we need equipping. And I also think we need conversation like you're doing, Ashley, and shout out to the Good Morning Podcast 
to have these type of conversations yeah. because then people can be educated. Right. Absolutely. So we're like, okay, they didn't told you for 30 years, don't do it. Right. You didn't pray, you didn't fasted, sackcloth and ashes, mm-hmm. you didn't went to the altar and all of that. Mm-hmm. But okay, do you have a proper sexual lens? Mm-hmm. So now you don't see it as something that's evil, but you right. see it as an expression of yeah. your affection. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that we just got to continue to make sure we're properly preparing people on mm-hmm. both sides mm-hmm. of the dating boundaries Absolutely. on how to handle their sexuality. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's good. I just think it's something major and impactful for a man to wait for a woman. Mm-hmm. To say, you know, you're worth me waiting to marry you, mm-hmm. to have you in that way. Right? Because as a man, when you have premarital sex, it takes something away. Yeah. Right? Because now it, it, it comes something you've conquered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Ooh, yikes. And after you conquer that, then the thrill of the conquering yeah. diminishes. Mm-hmm. And when you do that outside of marriage, you open up a gateway mm-hmm. for other things to come. Yeah. So if you have a man that's willing to say, you know, I, I, I'll wait for you because I want this experience to be in covenant and to last. And you can hold him to that, and he loves you that much. Number one, he's going to be purposed in his relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And it's something major when you have a man that can look you in your eye and say, baby, I'll wait for you. Can I, can I tell you something from what I heard now? What I heard was when a man said that he's going to wait on you, that makes you want to really give it up <laughs> at that point. Because you feel like, well, if he's willing to wait, and I'm so glad he said that, he can have it, mm-hmm. you know, because you get men who don't say I'm willing to wait. Yeah. And for women who are in a place of trying to hold on to their celibacy or virginity or whatever, um, knowing that a man will wait is attractive. Yeah, it is. And yeah. so it makes them go against the grain of what they were making a conscious decision not to do as well. But I hear what you're saying. I'm just throwing that in there for no, you. No, I, I can say this. I don't mind being transparent with it. Like, uh, when I got married, me and my wife were both virgins. Mm-hmm. I was uh, 25. My wife was 30. I had waited 25 years. She had waited 30 years. So shout out to her for that as well. That being yeah. said, it was like we all, we've had conversations about it. Of like it was great that they taught us how to wait, mm-hmm. but there's never a conversation on what after. Mm-hmm. After the wait. So you made it here. I will never forget this, guys. And I can, this is just transparency in this Good Morning Podcast. I was walking out of, like, after walking through the doors of getting married, mm-hmm. and I was weeping and being grateful to God that he had allowed me and my wife to be able to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. That with the close calls and with all the different things mm-hmm. that could happen, like the desire that you have, you're human, right? Right. And I'll never forget, I knew it was the enemy said to me, but now I got a lifetime to see if it was worth it. Jesus. So thank you for the 25 years. That's the scary. And you're praising God for that. But now I got, now I still got a lifetime to see if I can still get in. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's when I talk about a sexual lens and perspective. We got to have a 360 degree view and conversation on that. Absolutely. Because me and my wife waited and held fast in that area but yet still ran into like life, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that we got to just make sure that there's conversation both ways. Absolutely. What did you, what did you do to prepare yourself that night? 
All right. Anyway, that's all right. Thank you. Anyway, that's a great question. Listen, we can know We need to know that. we go. We're coming back to that. We need to know. But because we always said that we, you know, we want to wait. We want to wait, so we want to allow After our the viewers yeah. a sneak peek. How do you prepare yourself hey. for that first time? I, I, I'm, I'm digressing to her. So okay. I'll ask you a question. I'll help you ask your question. He, he's going to answer but, uh, off the record. Okay. Here's, we done? No, wait. Here's, <laughs> he ready. Here, here's my take, and we're going to wrap this up. My take on dating and sex, I think that it is very dangerous. I do. I think that it is very dangerous. I feel like it is something very hard to not do, but something very rewarding at the end of the day. Now, in celibacy, celibacy is hard. It is very hard to abstain from having sex. When you don't have the Holy Ghost. When you got the Holy Ghost, don't let it, don't let them trick you. Because when you got it and when you don't, it's still going to be difficult. But the only time it's not difficult is you can't crave something you've never had. So if you're a virgin, it's not going to be hard for you to ask hard, ask hard for you to, you know, have that boundary. But when you have and you have that desire and you love somebody and you know this is somebody you want to be with and you of course you're already looking like this gonna be my husband and then especially when you're engaged that mm-hmm. too because yeah. i've had friends who um had a desire to wait until they got married and as soon as they got engaged it was like well we about to be married anyway so mm-hmm. we might as well go right. for the gusto you know mm-hmm. it's very hard to just set that boundary but i, I believe and i'm i'm praying for this for me that mm-hmm. is the wait is going to be so worth it yeah. mm-hmm. because i want to make sure that i know him Mm-hmm. Like know him. Mm. I don't want the sex to be what I know. Mm. Yeah. I want to know him as a person. I want to know what makes him who he is. Yeah. And I think that it'll be difficult when you start merging sex into that and all that different stuff. Very is like, if I'm attracted to you, and and that you know, I already I'm ha- I'm already dealing with my attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, so then we add sex to the picture, and that's going to be a whole different type of situation. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for no oops, mistakes, no. None of that. Mm-hmm. No having to get married because I didn't got. Pr- I don't want right. any of that to mm-hmm. be my story. And thank God, you know, I know that that has happened to people, and God has, you know, just graced worked it. on their behalf yeah. and graced it, you know. But I, I started using my head. I was like, I ain't got time for none of this. So I just need to just act like I got some sense and then my whole thing was not only um, just abstaining for the sake of that but also because I had a desire to please God as well and so it's like I think that when we keep those things in the forefront it doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard it's going to be hard and it's going to be harder because the devil is going to try to tempt you and some stuff ain't the devil some stuff is just you and you tempted and you're putting yourself in harm's way but I think that um, if you are dating this is just my suggestion if you are dating and you want a success or you want your relationship to be on successful terms if you want to give it a fair chance i would say to abstain from having sex in that relationship that's 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 going to be my thing it's going to be hard it's going to be difficult it's going to take a lot but my whole thing would be try very hard to to stay away from that do you all agree with that absolutely all right (laughs) all right we got other things to talk about (laughs) (laughs) so there are so many things that we did not hit but we don't even have time for a part three because the season is over next week but guys thank you so much for this conversation i feel like it was fruitful again we do have some things to talk about off 
the camera because I have questions. Uh, There are some things to talk about off off camera, but thank you all so much for joining me again. I appreciate you all. Listen, if you think you're ready to date, you need to watch this episode. You need to send it to somebody. You need to do what you need to do to listen because this was good. Mm -hmm. This was good. Dating is a transition. And we are committed to helping you find the good in life's transition. So join us next week as we continue to do so on the Good Morning Podcast.